Welcome to EOB Spotlight, presented by Economic Opportunity Board of Clark County in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. In this podcast, we aim to provide more resources and answers to help achieve success. This episode originally aired on KCEP Power 88 that airs on the fourth Tuesday of every month, and we're talking with Immunize Nevada. Good morning, good morning, Las Vegas. Welcome to this edition of EOB Spotlight. My name is Lawrence Beasley. I am the Interim Executive Director and Chief Operating Officer for the Economic Opportunity Board of Clark County. We have with us today a very special guest, uh, Mr. Aliyah Goody. Uh, she's the COVID-19 Vaccine Project Manager for Immunize Nevada. Uh, she should have a lot of good information for us today. Uh, we're gonna try and uh, answer some questions if you have them. Be sure to give us a call at 702-647-3688. If you have any questions, that's 702-647-3688. And Aliyah, if you're ready, can you give us a, a brief introduction and uh, just give us an overview of what Immunize Nevada is all about, uh, how it got started and what you're currently working on? Oh, good morning, everyone. My name is Aaliyah Goody. Um, I do serve as the COVID-19 Vaccine Project Manager at Immunize Nevada. Um, we are an organization that is really focused overall on the public health, but especially that specific emphasis on vaccinations and preventing disease before disease happens. Um, we have been around um, a little over um, 25 years um, as an organization. Um, really just doing the work to get our communities vaccinated and staying healthy um, and really um, just just marking that route for prevention before disease happens. Um, currently, I'm sure as you all can expect, we are all um, super COVID focused um, and really just making sure that the COVID-19 vaccine is readily available, that there are resources available, information for the community to access um, and utilize and kind of reference. Um, as they needed and want more information, um, but also still doing the work work to make sure that um, our other immunizations, aside from COVID-19, that those um, folks in the community can also um, continue to have resources and tools needed to access those immunizations. Um, and then also, you know, back to school just started um, making sure our kiddos are also up to date on their immunizations. So a ton of work currently going on um, a lot of us are super COVID focused, but still making the way for, for all immunizations for our communities. All right, sounds good. Dude, now I know everybody's got a whole bunch of questions. I got a whole bunch of questions. So let's just jump right into it. Can you just give us a brief overview of what COVID-19 is and then how the vaccines came about and what are the vaccines comprised of? Because you hear all these stories and microchips and tracking and all this other kind of crazy stuff, but just give us a real, a layman's uh, overview of COVID-19, what the impact is, what the vaccines do and how do they help us uh, in the fight against COVID? Yeah, so COVID-19 is a 
pretty deadly disease. Um, I know there's a lot of talk sometimes about um, kind of that age. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on age with COVID-19 and feeling like, you know, I'm young, I'm not going to get COVID-19 or it's not going to affect me as bad as it affects someone else, but it is deadly for everyone. And there is still research and studies done about how COVID-19 acts and kind of sort of responds, I would say. Um, and you just, you never know. Um, so it has the ability to attack anyone, make anyone fatally sick, hospitalized. Um, and so it has had a large impact, not only across our nation, but just across the world and, and how it's been affecting communities. Um, it has, I think, really uprooted a lot of people's lives, um, especially those who have been directly impacted by the disease. Um, and so as far as vaccinations go, um, the vaccines were first released out um, to our healthcare professionals back in December. Um, and there's a lot of conversation about how the vaccines were developed, how did they come about so fast? Um, I think there should be just, you know, some more information about and just having a conversation about um, this mRNA technology has been in development for years, like decades. And so when COVID-19 kind of came around, um, after doing, you know, some of that initial research, learning more about the disease and taking that mRNA technology um, that has already been developed and kind of transforming that into, a, you know, a vaccine for COVID-19 um, has really been um, just amazing and really beneficial to all communities. And so there are currently those three vaccines out on the market. Um, there is the Moderna, the J&J vaccine, um, and also the Pfizer vaccine, um, which was actually just approved yesterday, um, received full FDA approval. Um, so it's really, really important to get these vaccines to, to not only protect, protect yourself, but to protect your community. Um, there are still, while there's a lot known now about COVID-19, there are still tons of unknowns. Um, and especially with this Delta variant out now, um, it is just very essential to protect the community and kind of stop that transmission because we are still seeing um, a good surge of cases happening and really just wanting to make sure that the community is safe. All right. Um, that's some really good information, but of course, you know, I got questions. So yeah. can you back up a little bit? You, you mentioned uh, mRNA. What is that? How does it work? Just to give us some clarification on what the vaccine is composed of. I mean, it's, this isn't anything that's harmful. Right. This, this is helpful. So can you, can you give us some, some background or some additional info on mRNA, what it means and how it works? Yeah, I can give you some layman's terms. I am obvious, I am not the expert in mRNA, but I do have a pretty general understanding of it. Um, so um, I think there's been this notion that if you get kind of one of those misinformation um, pieces that have been going around is if you get an mRNA vaccine, it's gonna mess with your DNA and things like that. Um, basically think of it as when you get an mRNA vaccine, what happens is, so you get that vaccine um, injected and your body sort of, um, your cells take 
sort of like a picture. It's like, okay, I have seen what this vaccine looks like. And then it, it goes pretty quickly away out of your body. So it's really a system utilized to kind of allow your body to quote unquote, take a picture of the virus. So it knows what it looks like when it actually comes, um, which is probably the simplest way to explain it. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't impact your DNA. It doesn't do any of the sorts, which I think is a really big piece that has kind of been floating around in the community, worrying that it's going to somehow mess up your DNA or mess you up in that way. Um, that's not the case at all. It actually filters out of your, um, your body pretty quickly after being um, vaccinated, but it really does give your body the necessary tools and kind of that image to be like, okay, I know what this virus looks like. So when it comes, it has the tools and things it needs to, to stop it from replicating in your body and from making you sick and from making others sick as well. All right, so it's, it's really just an identifier to help your body recognize the virus when it, if, when, and if you uh, happen to contract it. Exactly. Okay. So, so tell us, I mean, we, we've heard about COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. And then you mentioned Delta and I guess there's some other ones out there too. What, what is a variant and how does that differ from the base virus? Yeah, so think of a variant as when you are infected with something, so when you get diseases, it replicates inside of your body. And um, it doesn't always replicate the same, I guess is the best way to think about it. So sometimes there are those little variants that happens when it replicates and it doesn't look exactly like that initial virus. Um, sometimes this happens and the variant doesn't act any different from kind of that base virus, quote unquote. Um, but the Delta variant in this case has been has been just shown to be more um, transmissible, um, kind of easily going from from one person to the another a lot easier than that base um, that base disease um, that kind of was initially um, out and about. Um, so really kind of what happens is the more disease there is, the more opportunity there is to replicate in bodies and kind of out, um, out in the world, um, there's always a chance that there will be a slight variation as it continues to multiply and kind of changes that original um, formula, so to speak. And so that's kind of how Delta, Delta came about. All right, can you, can you talk a little bit about so we, we have an understanding of what the virus kind of sort of is, what the variants are. We talked about the vaccines, what they're composed of, at least in terms of what the mRNA um, identifiers do. So, so talk a little bit about prevention. You know, there's you use hand sanitizer, uh, do a face shield, social distancing, wear a mask, and all the consternation around that. Mm -hmm. what, what, does, what do these prevention techniques do? How do they work? And how are they effective against COVID-19? Yeah, so as far as masks go, um, I like to think back to um, a, a comment a professor from UNLV made. So you wouldn't just sneeze in someone's face um, when you're like sick. And so really what happens, you put a mask on and it's like a really good layer of protection um, from transmitting like disease. Um, and so 
just to make sure, you know, if you're sick, you some, and sometimes folks don't even know they're sick um, or you don't know if others are sick, even when you're out in the community. A mask is really just a, a great way as that initial barrier to, to prevent those particles from, um, from you breathing in those particles that, that initially will make you sick with COVID-19. So masks are super important, great barrier for protection. Um, hand sanitizer and things, of course, like that. Um, if you're out, just especially if you're out in kind of large gatherings um, out in the community, um, just a great way. Um, I touch my face a lot. I'm sure a lot of folks touch their face a lot. You know, having that hand sanitizer, you know, after you've been out and um, just making sure you, you keep your hands clean. And then also making sure to understand that it doesn't replace hand washing. Um, still make sure to wash your hands um, and utilize hand sanitizer kind of in conjunction with each other. Um, I don't think one, one is really not a replacement for the other. So making sure to utilize both. Um, and then as far as social distancing goes, that is just really in the sense to make sure when you're out um, and you're around a ton of people, just being as distant as possible. Um, so if someone is sick or might not know they're sick, um, doesn't kind of spread that illness onto you. Um, so really just taking some precautions to, to protect yourself and um, even on the other side to protect the others around you. Gotcha. Yeah, I know I got, so I got both my Pfizer shots and the way that I look at it is that I wear a mask, not so much to keep from receiving the virus, but from giving it to you mm -hmm. if I don't know that I have it, right? Right, right. Okay. And that's a really, I think a really important distinction to make. Um, I think Sometimes, um, especially if you're out and about and you're out working, um, especially um, if you're an essential worker and you, you have a really big part and you see a ton of people um, all day, it's just a matter of sometimes it's not, well, I don't wanna get sick from other people. It's, well, I currently at the time, I don't know if I'm sick and I don't wanna give it to someone else, which I think is a really big distinction to make. Right, and I, you know, I got, two young ones that are in high school and mm -hmm. I know they're running around. Everybody's got all their shots, but still you just, you don't know. Right. And I want to make sure that I'm not contributing to the problem. Right. I mean, I double mask. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, can you, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned this earlier about the Pfizer vaccine, the FDA approval. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, so pretty much it just means that this vaccine has undergone all of the um, sort of research um, that the FDA needed in order to fully ensure that the vaccine is completely um, safe and effective. And what I want to put emphasis on is that even FDA approval is great, and it's great that um, Pfizer is now FDA approved, um, but also just wanting to put the emphasis on, even though Moderna and J&J &J have not yet received um, the FDA approval, they are still highly safe, highly effective vaccines to utilize. It really just means that the vaccine has now gone through the FDA's complete and full extensive process to get that approval. Um, and so um, Pfizer was the first vaccine to be released, so it, it makes sense that it is the first that is approved, um, was the first to submit for approval. 
um, and expect kind of down the line eventually that um, over the next few months or so that the other two vaccines will will submit for approval and will also get approval. But they are all safe and effective. Um, Pfizer has just now completed that extensive FDA process. All right. Once again, for those who are just tuning in, this is EOB Spotlight. I'm your host, Lawrence Beasley, um, Economic Opportunity Board Interim Executive Director and Chief Operating Officer. We are speaking today with Ms. Aliyah Goody from Immunize Nevada, and she's given us some really good information on uh, COVID-19, the vaccination efforts, uh, what the vaccine does, how it operates, and talking a little bit about uh, prevention measures. So Aaliyah, we, we, we talked a little bit about all the, the basic stuff. Mm -hmm. Do we, can you give us an idea of, of what all this news is around the recommendation for booster shots? Yeah, so there's a distinction. So currently, um, just this past week, um, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices um, the CDC basically gave a recommendation for those who are immunocompromised to receive a third dose of um, a vaccine. Um, and so these are folks who um, just have a harder time fighting off diseases and things in their body. Um, and for kind of like that full list of those who are considered to be immunocompromised under the ACIP's recommendations. Um, you can visit the CDC for that. Um, and they are available now at most pharmacies um, throughout Nevada. Um, check in with your primary care um, physician to see if you can receive it that way. But they are available for those specific individuals now um, to make sure that they get a higher form of protection. Um, on the other half, there has been some conversation about booster doses for um, those who have already received both of their doses um, of vaccine after eight months, um, kind of in the world. And this is all still very subject to FDA and CDC recommendations. Um, there was an announcement that somewhere around September 20th that um, booster doses would start to be available for those who have been, um, who have, who it's been eight months after their second um, dose to start getting those just to make sure there is a, again, just um, some higher form of protection if necessary. Um, but all of that is still very subject to FDA approval, still very subject to um, some of the recommend recommendations the CDC has to make. Um, and I think we will probably likely hear some more information around that um, over the next couple of weeks or so. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. I mean, that puts me pretty close to my time coming up, I guess. Huh? So eight months, uh, I would put it out. So you said that in September, we'll have some more information around then? Yeah, the date that was given um, by the White House was September 20th. Um, but again, still... So Still waiting on, you know, the FDA has to approve and then the, the CDC also has to make some recommendations. All right. And then you mentioned the booster shots are being primarily targeted for the immunocompromise. What does that mean? At the time. So it just means your immune system has a harder time fighting off disease. And so these could be folks who are, um, who have, 
been undergoing like cancer treatment or are taking medications that suppress their immune system a little bit more. So those whose immune systems are just having, might have a harder time um, fighting off disease. Um, right now they're giving them those third doses um, to kind of help boost that up so they can have a, a better, greater, um, some more protection in fighting off diseases. So do, do you need a, a doctor's note or something or do you just walk in and say I'm immunocompromised to get it? Um, I think, I know some of the recommendations was to talk with your primary care doctor first, just if you're immunocompromised about getting a third dose, um, just to have that initial conversation. Um, but if you know you're, you are immunocompromised based on um, that list from the CDC, um, it's just a matter of, of visiting a pharmacy or visiting your primary care doctor or um, to be on the safe side. Um, if you're unsure, um, it's great to call. If you know you're gonna go get vaccinated somewhere, just call ahead of time just to do kind of like that double check. And if any of our listeners have any questions, how do they get in touch with Immunize Nevada? Yeah, so you can visit our website at mvcovidfighter.org. Um, that is a plethora of uh, different resources. Um, they have a chat box. If you are more interested in just having um, a conversation through chat, we do have a chat feature on the website now um, where you can be able to chat. Um, there is also the 1-800 number um, on the website as well on that mvcovidfighter.org website that folks can utilize um, and call and speak to a representative if they have more questions, um, need help finding a place to be to get vaccinated um, and et cetera. So that website um, has a ton of resources um, and should be really um, crucial in getting the information you need. All right. Now, your organization, Immunize Nevada, do you have um, different events that are being, um, I guess, executed around the valley uh, to be able to get uh, immunized? Or how, how do people find out how to get the vaccine? Yeah, so we have been, so we have an amazing team of community health workers. Um, with us who have been conducting a variety of different pop-up clinics um, with a ton of our community partners. I'm in partnership with them. Um, all of those clinics are listed um, on the mvcovidfighter.org website. Um, there is a tab for um, a calendar. And if you would like to see um, kind of a calendar of events of everything coming um, up, definitely utilize that calendar. Um, but there is also, um, if you're looking for um, pharmacy locations and things of that nature, there's also a vaccine um, locator on there. And if you just put in your zip code, it'll pull up the nearest um, vaccination sites close to you. So definitely please utilize that calendar on the website and also utilize that vaccine finder um, locator because it'll be both are great tools to find out um, kind of those sites that are pop-ups and coming up. And then also if you're just looking for um, a site that is the, the closest to you. All right, sounds good. Uh, we're getting close to um, our time here, but two things I wanna make sure I cover. One, um, what's happening with the immunization effort uh, at the school level? And then how do we, are we hearing any feedback around 
what's happening in the Valley in terms of rising cases? Is there talk about, well, I don't wanna do it, but is there talk about you know, a new shutdown? What's, what's going on with the trends? Yeah, so we did actually, um, in partnership with a variety of different community partners um, before school started, did a ton of back to school clinics. Um, and those were not only crucial to getting our kids kind of up to date on some of those um, childhood immunizations that they needed, especially um, just kind of playing catch up because of the pandemic and, you know, getting a little bit behind. So a ton of those just happened um, to make sure that um, catching up on those back to school immunizations was easy, easier for um, the community to access, but also at a ton of those um, back to school clinics, there was also COVID-19 vaccine available. And so if you were 12 or older or your parents wanted to be vaccinated that day, making sure that it was available there. Um, as far as shutdowns and things, um, I don't have a ton of information on that. Um, haven't really heard a lot of information around that. Um, I think really just continuing to place the emphasis on getting vaccinated and um, just really utilizing those methods of um, prevention um, just to keep yourself and the community safe. All right. So if, if you had a singular message to those who are still hesitant or who kind of were, you know, apprehensive about mm -hmm. what the vaccine is, how to get it, what it may do, what, what would you say to someone to convince them that, look, we, we really need you to do this to help out the rest of the community? I would just say that really wanting to put emphasis on the vaccines are safe. They have been through clinical trials and have been through a ton of research and um, just have been studied to the point where it, we know that they are safe. But really the emphasis I wanna put is to ask questions. Um, I think asking questions sometimes can be a little uncomfortable or, or tough or not wanting to um, put yourself in a position Sometimes with just the information you have, um, we are all very big on meeting community, the community where they are with, with every information you have. Um, please just ask questions. Um, if you need more information, um, feel free to reach out to our team. Um, we are all very willing to just, just kind of sit down and talk with you and answer questions. Um, our community health worker team has been amazing at doing this, even at those out at clinical sites. Um, the, our vaccinating partners have been great at, at answering questions. Um, so even if you, you show up to a clinical site and you're not sure if you want to get vaccinated, um, we have folks on site who, who can help us just kind of answer some of those questions for you. So never be afraid to ask questions. I know there is a ton of information out there, um, factual information and misinformation. And so if you're unsure about something, um, feel free to reach out and just ask us a question. Um, we're happy to sit down with you and kind of get you the, all the information you need. And once again, can you tell us how to do that? Yeah, visit our website at mvcovidfighter.org. Um, and there you can find vaccine locations. You can find COVID-19 FAQs, um, video testimonials, um, partner resources. 
anything you need surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it's kind of that at first great place to start to answer some of those questions. Um, you can also, um, there's a chat box feature where you can ask questions that way or feel free to call the state's um, 1-800 number that is also available on mvcovidfighter.org. All right, good stuff. Did About I 90 miss, seconds. Did I miss anything? Is there any last words that you'd uh, like for our listeners to know? Um, no, just um, get vaccinated. Um, it is that great form of protection, um, not only to protect yourself, but your families, um, your communities, the kids, um, and even those who might not be able to get vaccinated, um, really just offering that form of protection for us all. So vaccination is an amazing way of prevention, will prevent um, any severe illnesses or sicknesses um, and just want to make sure we all are on the road to, to ending this pandemic. Outstanding. I just want to repeat that. Get vaccinated. Well, I want to thank you uh, very much, Aaliyah, for being with us today, providing us with all this great information. Um, can you give us your website one more time so that everyone knows how to get in touch with you? Yeah, of course. So visit us at nvcovidfighter.org. All right. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank our listeners and the staff. Um, be sure to join us again next month here on EOB Spotlight. Again, my name is Lawrence Beasley, Interim Executive Director for the Economic Opportunity Board of Clark County. And I'd like to thank everyone and tell you have a good morning. Thanks for listening with us today, and we encourage you to get vaccinated and stay safe. We're here to assist you any way we can, so please reach out to us on our website at eobcapsnv.org or call 702-445-7105. See you soon!